0: Well, hey, everyone, this is Dave DeBow with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. And, Dere don't try to say that three times in a row quickly. It's a tongue twister. My special guest today on the podcast is Dere Olaleya. I hope I got that fairly close, Dere <laughs>
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Thank you for having me on. I'm super excited. Hopefully, I can add some value to your listeners.
0: I know you can, my friend. I know you can. I love your, I told you this before we started recording, I love your mission statement. I'll read this out to you. So if you haven't heard of DeRay, he's the founder of the Before the Millions Educational Coaching Company. I love the name of that. He's got a podcast. He's been doing that for a long time. And he mentors overwhelmed and unfulfilled employees in the professional world through the process of creating and building a lifestyle business through real estate investing so that they can escape the rat race and live the life of their dreams. Mm. Love it. That's beautiful. Thank you. Ristinct, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Let's get started. Let's talk about your journey with real estate investing. How did you get involved in this crazy fun fulfilling somewhat sometimes profitable business?
1: <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Man, so how did I get started in real estate? Well, let, let's if you don't mind I want to take the the story back a little bit further to my maybe my first review real estate encounter. Sure. And it's a, it's a weird one. So kind of strap on your seatbelt. But it started when I was 11. And my mother, my sister and myself, we lived in a quaint two bedroom, one bathroom house, I believe. And it was next to her best friend. And her best friend had two kids as well. They were much older than us. They were maybe 10 to five years older than us. So the, the guy who was way older than me and um, how we would connect is we would play video games naturally. But her daughter, how we would connect is we would play this board game called Monopoly. And it was such a fascinating game to me as a kid. I was just like, man, this is this is so interesting. I feel like an adult, but I would go over there after school. I would get so excited because the game was so fun and it was so it was so thrilling. I would get so excited, drop off my backpack, probably on the floor and then like pull out the game board and just beg her to play with me. And every single time we played, she would beat me mm. every single time. I still remember. But anyways, so I felt like I needed to come up with a strategy. I felt like she was doing some kind of wizardry. And I was just like, how do you, it's a game of chance. How can you be so succinct and beating me every single time? And I started to notice that when I looked at the pieces on the board, that if I paid attention, if I tried to acquire the property with the most foot traffic, I'd have a lot better odds of beating her. If I also tried to acquire the property with the highest rents, I'd have a lot better odds of beating her. And with those two things, I went on to beat her every single time we played Monopoly after that. Hmm. So that's kind of my first foray into real estate. But again, this is 11, 12-year-old me. Fast forward to maybe 22-year-old me. Let's let's actually go back a little bit. And then we got some time. And we got about 20 minutes. So let's, let's go back. So if, go, let's go back to 18-year-old to me. I, I get to college and they tell me, they say... Okay, because I was ago. I had no idea what I wanted to do in life. I, I knew I wanted to be successful, but there was, there was no plan in place. Unlike my little sister, who from the age of nine, she knew she wanted to be a doctor. Last week, in fact, she just got her MCAT scores back, and she killed it, right? Yeah. Um, she's, she's brilliant. But for me, I had no idea what I wanted to be in life, so I was just like, man... Let's go to college and let's figure this whole college thing out, and let's let's get some grades and get out get on out of here. So I asked people. I was like, "Hey, like, what do I major in? I don't really have a path. I know I'm going to be successful, but how that's going to happen? I don't know. Like, what what's good for me?" And people said, "Well, Dora, you're good with numbers. How about you become an accountant?" As soon as somebody said that, I I grabbed hold of. I was like, "Okay, cool." I started studying and researching. I think I went to go talk to my counselor. I was like, "Hey, how do I become an accountant? What's the what's the best way to get there?" And you know, make make a ton of good grades. And actually, there's Certain prestige in the accounting, right? Similar to Harvard and Princeton and Yale, there's a ton of accounting firms—some local, some national—and there are four that are super big, international. They're called the Big Four accounting firms, mm-hmm. and they said if you make it into one of these firms, it's like going to Harvard, right? If you make it into one of these firms, you have it made. You're set, right? And what you're going to do, right, is for the next ten to fifteen years, you're going to work your butt off, and at the end of that fifteen, Mark, just around that 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 point. They're going to offer you a chance to buy into the company. So you become what's called a partner, right? And at that point, you're going to be making anywhere between half a million dollars and $750,000 a year. And I said, wow, let's do it. (laughs) I said, let's do it. (laughs) So I studied hard. I got good grades. I I became a leader on the campus in every form and fashion. And I got in. Nice. I was like, yes, I made it. And again, the perks, right? They're just like, you're going to be able to travel. I love, guys, if there's anything that I want to just let me know now, I love traveling. It's something I've always done from a six month old up until now, like the digital nomad lifestyle, the location independent lifestyle. That's what I'm about today. But I'm going to kind of show you guys how I was restricted from that for a small period of time. So they told me that I'm going to be able to travel and I love travel. They said, we're going to eat a ton. I mean, they, I mean, we actually did these things. Like they force fed us all types of restaurants, all types of cuisines, right? We stayed in four-star hotels. We got per diems, rental cars, the works. You would think this is the corporate life. Like I was just like, I finally arrived. What's crazy about that scenario is that my first year in was probably the worst time of my life. I was working about 75 hours a week, no lie. I remember there was this Saturday I was called to buy my ticket and head to San Francisco. And again, guys, I love, I love San Fran. You would think I'd be excited at this opportunity,
0: right?
1: I was told to buy my ticket to San Francisco and I was going to be on an audit and engagement because I audited the financial statements of some of the biggest companies in the world. So I was going to be on an engagement that was going to last about a month out there. So mind you, when I got there, I did not see daylight, not once during the engagement. Again, I'm in San Fran. I, I want to enjoy San Fran, right? I did not see daylight, not once because we would work from 7 a.m. to midnight, sometimes 2, 3 a.m. And on the weekends, you think we'd have the weekends off? No, we work Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Sitting in a cubicle. So these people are force feeding me every day. They're bribing me to keep working. And I'm a fit person. I love being fit. I'm literally gaining weight. I'm literally being miserable. And what's crazy is, again, I never had a full time job before that. So I didn't understand how taxes work as an accountant. (laughs) So I get my first check and they took away half of my money. I said, wait, 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 wait. Somebody, Somebody come talk to me. Tell me what this is. Tell me what I'm seeing on this paper, please. I don't get it. They've taken away half of the money I've earned. Where did this go?
0: And you're a top-notch accountant. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you, you would be so surprised at how many accountants, how many CPAs have no idea how this stuff works. It's incredible. So I said, where did all my money go? I'm like, oh, the I, the R, and the S. Oh. So you mean to tell me, and this is not just the tax that comes out of my check, but sales tax and all the other taxes. You mean to tell me when you add up all these taxes, I'm working from January to June just to pay the government. Mm-hmm. Most professionals are doing that, I'm just like, how can you be okay with that? My first check, I immediately said, there's no way I'm gonna do this for the rest of my life. How are people how have people been doing this for 40 years? Yeah. And then I'm fresh out of college. So not only do I have student loans, but whether you're renting or you own a home, you have a rent or you have a mortgage, right? That goes to the bank. Your student loans go to the bank, your credit card bills, they go to the bank, your car note that goes to the bank. Everything else goes to the bank. So the second half of the year from July to December, I'm working for the bank. And then the papers that I'm pushing, because I'm a paper pusher, the papers that I'm pushing, I'm literally just, just making sure that numbers add up. Like, okay, two plus two does equal four. Okay, check mark. That's right. Next. So there's, Actually, literally no fulfillment in the work that I'm doing. I don't see the bigger picture. I don't see what's happening with these papers once they get them. I don't see like how these financial statements mean anything to the people that run these companies. I don't see anything. I just know that I have to add these numbers up. So there's no fulfillment. I'm working for the bank and I'm working for the government. At the end of the year, I have zero. I have nothing. I said, there's no way I will do this for the rest of my life. I have to find another way. A year later, a woman approaches me and she's like, Dore. I understand you've been suffering and you've been struggling and this is obviously not the place for you. I've been reading this book and for some reason, I call her my guardian angel. For some reason, I think you should read the book.
0: I bet I can guess which book it was.
1: Of course you can. Of course you can. In my adult life, I hadn't read a single book, not once. I had tried to read 48 laws of power, like numerous times. I could never get past the first chapter, but something about her telling me I needed to read this book. I read, I read the book. And as you know, it's Rishad Dad, Dad, the little purple book from that day forward. I read a a book every single week to this day. I read a book a week. I've read over a hundred books. There's no popular self-help book that I haven't read. I haven't read yet. Like I am a voracious reader from somebody who hasn't read their whole life because of this one book. Also from this book, I bought my first investment property 30 days later. What that's how know? I got started in real estate. I bought a single-family home. Single-family home, nice. Three two, bought it for one sixty-five. Rent was fifteen hundred, and I was netting two fifty. That was my nice. first deal.
0: I bet you graduated from monopoly up to cash flow too. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Game game too. Yeah, that's, exactly. Yeah, I excellent. love cash flow.
0: So, what do you focus on these days, Derey? What's what's your main real estate investing strategy?
1: Yep. So I focus on creative financing. And what the term that I've created, and I'm still coining it because I don't want anybody to steal it. But the term that I've created is called the motivated seller strategy. Mm -hmm. Now, again, most of the strategies that you'll hear about, including my strategies, they're all the same thing. And you'll find them on YouTube, you'll find them on a ton of different podcasts. But why I... Coined my strategy, the motivated seller strategy, is because I no longer want people, and I don't know if this is many of your listeners are into real estate or just passive income in general, but real estate specifically. I don't want people, especially people I work with, to go into a scenario with a certain hat on. So let me give you an example. There are many people who start off in real estate in wholesaling, right? When you have a wholesale hat on, there are certain requirements that a deal must meet for you to be able to wholesale that deal. Okay, so for instance, if you want to be a wholesaler, you have to get a deep discount on any property that you're looking to buy or any property that you're looking to get under contract. That's the law. That's the name of the game. How deep of a discount can I get? So, if you're a wholesaler and you have that hat on, again, I'm not saying wholesaling is not a great strategy. It's part of my motivated seller strategy, so it is a great strategy. But what I'm saying is having being a wholesaler, being categorized as a wholesaler, and having that hat on specifically only. It limits you and it pisses a lot of people off. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Okay? It limits you in that you don't see the bigger picture, right? You don't connect with motivated sellers, right? You're after a bottom line. If this deal doesn't meet, similar to real estate agents, if a deal doesn't meet your criteria, if there's not enough equity in the deal, real estate agents stay far away from them. Same as wholesalers. If I can't get the deep discount I want, I'm gonna stay away from that deal, right? Or I'm gonna try to get that deal and I'm gonna beat somebody up right in in, in my verbiage and, and trying to get aggressive so that they see hey let's do this wholesale deal so i'm not serving them okay the motivated seller method is about serving right the other way that you miss out via wholesaling is that let's just say that because you don't have other strategies let's just say you build rapport with the seller and all you know how to do is wholesale because you don't have other strategies and all you can offer is a deep discount on their property You may have had a deal if you had a few other strategies under your belt. But now, because all you know is wholesaling, you have to move on from that deal. Mm -hmm. So, A, you're pissing people off who a wholesale deal is not the best thing for them, right? And maybe you're getting deals done every once in a while. And then, B, you're leaving a ton of deals on the table because all you know how to do is wholesale. So, what I want people to become is real estate entrepreneurs. That's why the motivated seller method is more about focusing on the motivated seller. I believe that if you truly connect with somebody... If you truly connect with a seller, same as any other industry, right? I'm a business coach, right? So I need to truly connect with my clients. Any other industry, same as me and you, we need to truly connect, right? These people are not transactions. If you truly connect with one of these people and you have the tools in your tool belt to get a deal done, you're no longer going in with the mindset, hey, I'm a wholesaler. How do I make this fit my wholesale parameters? You're going in with a mindset because you have wholesaling under your tool belt. You have subject to, you have owner financing under your tool belt. You're going in with the mindset, hey, how can I help? What's going on? Right. What do you need?
0: Yeah, no, that means I mean myself, way back in the day when I first got started, I have a similar idea, creative strategies, and, and that was all the tools in the tool belt, like you say. I coined mine the multiple offer strategy So you go in and you find a motivated seller, and it's like, okay, here's here's offer one, here's offer two, completely different, offer three, offer four. Which one suits your needs the best? And then it's not a matter of yes or no, it's a matter of which one? Which
1: one? <laughs> and that's what people need to understand, right? So again, people always ask me, they're like, how do I get started in real estate? How much of a down payment do I need? What's my strategy? And I always tell people like, hey, I'm not going to tell you that the motivated seller method should be your strategy. Here's here's a process I walk people through. I actually just created a freebie. I don't know if you mind me sharing it with your audience, but oh, I just created yeah. a freebie. Okay, awesome. And what I'll do is we'll we we'll, we'll create a link by the after I get done describing the freebie. But I created a freebie that literally walks somebody through. Hey, I, I heard about real estate and I want to get started, but I just don't know how. You know, most people they're going to tell you that their way is the best way. Like, oh, come 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 join my course or come do my strategy or or I heard land investing is the best thing, right? And so let's get one thing straight: everything in real estate makes money, whether you're a fixer and flipper, you're a wholesaler, you're a rental property owner, you're a syndicator, you're, you're a land investor, you're mobile home parks. All of these strategies make money. So how about we just do ourselves a favor, just, just, just for this exercise, guys. Let's take the money out of the equation, mm-hmm. okay? It's going to make money. Any strategy you pick is going to get make money. So if I'm taking the money out of the equation, then the right, what do we focus on? Like, how do how do we pick our strategy? And again, I want you to ask yourself three questions. And then it's going to lead to another four questions. But the first three questions are like this. And again, you guys are going to get the survey. The first three questions are like this: What type of lifestyle do you ultimately want? How do you want real estate to facilitate that lifestyle? And by when? Okay? When you answer these three questions, you are going to start being able to eliminate different real estate strategies. You may not be able to eliminate all of them, but you'll be able to start eliminating real estate strategies that don't best suit you because we're focused on you. We know that real estate is gonna make money. Now we're focused on you. What do you need? Going back to how I focus on the motivated seller when I'm in the living room, right now we're focused on you, okay? So when you answer those three questions in the survey, you're gonna to get to another four questions. And the next four questions are super important because it's now it's focused on your resources your commitment level. So question number one, what's your commitment level? How much capital do you have access to? How much time are you willing to dedicate? What is your experience slash education in real estate, if any? Again, it doesn't matter where you're coming from. You could have no capital. You could have no experience. You could have no time. You could have no commitment, right? But the important thing is you need to know these things because let's say your commitment level is low. I may say, hey, maybe you shouldn't make, You shouldn't have a goal of making a thousand calls that's not going to suit you. You're probably going to fizzle out. Maybe you have a little bit of money hanging around. You should give your money to a syndicator and let them invest for you, right? Because you know exactly where you are, who you are, what your resources are. Maybe you don't have a ton of money to invest. So maybe you know you need to find a way to carve out time to dedicate time, right? So depending on those things, what I do in the PDF is I talk about wholesaling. I talk about rental properties, right? And I talk about the type of person that would fit those molds. And I give you a little blurb. And if that doesn't help, there's a link to a podcast episode that's 45 minutes long that's going to totally describe it to you. So again, it's not specifically, hey, my strategy is the best. It's what's going to be best for you. And I'm going to break down every single strategy in real estate. I'm going to show you how this can possibly suit you. And you've been gracious enough to let me share that resource with your audience. So we're going to create a link over at beforethemillions.com forward slash formula. You want to do formula? Sure. Is that sound? Okay. So we'll do formula and you guys, you guys will get access to that free PDF and you guys can walk through that and you'll know your exact strategy at the end of the exercise.
0: Beautiful. All right, Time flies when we're having fun. This is a short interview, that's for sure. So we'll have to have you on the show again sometime in the future. But again, just repeat. If people want to find out more about you and what you're up to, what's the best place for them to go?
1: They could head over to beforethemillions.com. That's where I am. Or if you want to connect with me on Instagram, I love connecting on Instagram. If you have any questions whatsoever, I love spitballing ideas. You can reach me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Darae Olalia, my first and last name. It's spelled D-A-R-A-Y-O-L-A-L-E-Y-E. Or if it makes it easier for you, you could head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash Instagram and it will take you straight to my Instagram.
0: Sounds good. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you very much for sharing your story and your ideas. I appreciate it very much, Jerry.
1: No problem, Dave. It's been a pleasure and hopefully I've been able to add some value to our audience. Thank you so much for what you do. I mean, there are a ton of investors out there and less than 1% of them are doing some type of give back component and you have that. So I appreciate you for what you do. And I appreciate you for having me on.
0: Thanks my friend. Likewise. All right, everybody take care and see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Well, thanks very much for checking out the property profits podcast. And you like what we're doing here. Please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate us and leave us a review It'd be very very much appreciated and if you're looking to create a regular flow of inbound investor inquiries about your real estate deals then i invite you to attend one of my upcoming live online demonstrations and you can check that out at investorattractiondemo.com take care